Welcome back to Conspiracy Month. Uh, this is Alex Jones. Conspiracy Month. This is Alex Jones. I'm filling in for Peyton this week. Uh, before we get started, I wanted to advertise quickly my new Brain Serum Ultra Pills. They give you the ultimate strengths your brain needs. We fill these pills with 100% red meat, the kind the libs don't want you to have. We want you to take these every day. I'll make you smarter. I'll make you meal. See the lion news media for what he really has. See the new world order. It'll and I'll show you the. I'll show you the writing on the wall. The elders of Zion, the Jews controlling everything. If you take my brain pills, they got meat stuffed in them. Good for your brain. Good for your body. This is Alex Jones for Conspiracy Month final episode. Fill it in and uh, buy our brain pills. That really hurt my throat. I'm like, <coughs> I'm like gagging. I'm, I'm serious. Go, go cut, roll the music, roll the music. Okay, okay. Thanks to our special, uh, this is our first ever uh, ad, uh, ad read, ad sponsor for the for the podcast. So uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Mister uh, the guy reached out to me via email. Uh, I believe last name of Jones, um, hmm. and sounds like he's selling a great health product. Really help you out. Uh, so good to know. Uh, welcome. Again, as our guest, as our ad read said in the in the intro, before the music, this is uh, the last episode of Conspiracy Month. Conspiracy Month. We did it, Austin. We're at the end, and we survived at least up until this point. Uh, as we took our con- our trip down uh, down the road of conspiracy, treachery, and mystery. Uh, this month. Um, so how do you feel? How do you feel? How you feeling? I'm feeling educated. I'm feeling curious, and I'm feeling thirsty for knowledge. You got your uh, your third eye open. Oh baby, that one's been open. I got my fifth eye open. Oh, and by fifth eye you mean the uh, your the tip of your penis. Right, butthole being the fourth eye. Of course. Uh, well that's good. Uh, I'm glad you feel informed, and I hope. Uh, to those listening, that they've enjoyed um, our content, our, our episodes this month. Um, of course, you know, as as we've mentioned, you know, this is very much just kind of a, uh, you know, it's two buds talking, and you know, don't don't just listen to this podcast and take the information that we've discussed, you know, real world information, conspiracies, and you know, government, etc. And don't, you know, don't use that as your only uh, source. I mean, you know, I, I, I have tried to relay accurate and, uh, you know, what I believe to be truthful information. But, of course, always uh, I, I encourage everyone to do more research. If, if, if you're going out and, and quoting this show as your source of information, uh, you got uh, doo-doo shit brains. That's a fact. Uh, we can verify that as well with our right. new... Right. With our new verification process for doo-doo shit brain heads. Just mail in a swab of, of, of your brain juice, and we'll send back the test results. 
And if you're not sure how to get the brain juice, um, we'll send you a kit for that first. You're right. Both of the both of which kits cost uh, fifty dollars each, plus shipping and handling. Right, but it's multiple. You can do it in multiple payments. Of course. Uh, so you know, uh, but still, uh, if if we have introduced you to anything this month, uh, we're glad, and uh, we hope you are inspired to to go off and. And, and, and be curious and, and, and look into these things, you know, on your own and, and get involved. Uh, well, um, you know, this is the last episode, but before we get into today's topic, I did want to quickly bring up, Austin, are you aware that uh, famous, maybe at the moment, the most famous uh, right-wing political cartoonist, uh, ben Garrison. Oh yeah, I love some ha- Garrison. Tins. Ben Garrison has COVID. <gasps> really? Did you know that? Are you aware? Oh, I wasn't aware, but that kind of made my day in a really sick way. Uh, I I believe it first came out about a day or two ago, um, but it's really gotten a bunch of traction today, especially. And before we got into the episode, I just wanted to discuss that with you and read you a quick article I pulled up here from Business Insider titled. Pro-Trump cartoonist Ben Garrison says he has COVID-19 and is treating it with ivermectin and beet juice. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, Newsweek. Anti-vaccine cartoonist with rough COVID case says he would never go to hospital. Yes, uh, as this article I have as well, it says, um, it goes on to say, uh, him and his wife, both in their 60s, uh, are they're apparently for treatment they're drinking beet juice as well as taking ivermectin and various vitamins including a lot of zinc um the the article says beets have many health benefits as insiders ashley uh ladder reported but have not been proved to treat or prevent covid19 um it uh, goes on to cite harvard as saying uh, most of the evidence is in is unconvincing in terms of treating it with uh zinc supplements um and then of course we're all aware of 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 the good old uh horse paste uh you know i hope you for for ben's sake i hope you got the apple flavor because uh, that at least sounds a little bit more tasty than you know maybe a plain store brand I, variety i i just like i don't like beets that much no i hate the, i beets are gross um, never thought they tasted good Especially pickled, even worse. They just—it's—it's it's just dirt. It's a—it's a vile vegetable. Well, bottom F tier vegetable. I will say that, like, um, there are instances in which a beet can like go well with something else. Like we've done roasted beets with like a heavily spiced like starch based like rices or something and like a protein mm-hmm. all of those really strong flavors so if you eat it all together it works really well i but like by themselves i don't get people who like like beet salads and shit so yeah. like drinking beet juice i'm like oh, no, awful no. terrible uh, to me all this uh, this path of treatment ben and his wife are taking sounds to me like it's just going to result in uh uh really really uh ferocious um you know intense vomiting shitting of of red beet colored vomit and shit yeah (laughs) diarrhea um the article goes on to say um where was it 
uh, where is it? Um, he said, uh, he, Garrison said, my vet confirmed that anything your horse can take is safe for humans. <laughs> you know, you know, you're in good hands when you're consulting a veterinarian for human oh doctor purposes. Uh, um, oh my God. Wait, are you on the insider article? Yeah. Scroll down to the cartoon with yeah, the horse. Yeah, I've seen the cartoon. They, they're talking. He recently, just before this, uh, the f- earlier this month, posted a uh, new cartoon where it's a uh, horse with ivermectin written on it, kicking Doctor Fauci in the ass, who's holding a um, uh, medical uh, industrial uh, complex a syringe. syringe. Yeah. For the fir- the article further says that. Um, shoot, where was it? I believe somewhere in this article it said. Yeah, his wife. Yeah, he he told Gizmodo he and his wife would quote never get vaccinated or go to the hospital while repeating numerous uh, false claims about both things. Later, he said in response to a detailed request for comment from Insider, uh, he said, "Write your propaganda. The people know the truth." He did not clarify whether the at cartoonist account, uh, cartoonist Ben account, was his. Apparently, there was a this immediate this originally broke on that account and people aren't sure whether it was his account or not but yeah so you know obvious so my my such my my issue because obviously like you know he unvaccinated and he's treating it again with uh with horse paste and and the worst vegetable but obviously he's that he's a piece of shit and i you know kind of hope he dies but at the same time i mean it, it would kind of be sad if we no longer got those just fantastic cartoons i mean no one. I mean, where else are we going to get people? You know, Trump drawn to 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 godly proportions with glistening abs and a huge bulging penis, and and labels on on every part of a cartoon. He literally like is um the fucking the the onion fake political cartoons. Yeah. Well, he it's he, like directly him. Like yeah. Like, I mean, the fact that they, like, over-label everything right. to the point where it's, like, unnecessary and, who, like... Who else oh, is going to draw a political cartoon of, of Biden getting fucked in the ass by Karl Marx with a giant penis that says, uh, um, the, the, the true master in the Biden, uh, in the Biden, uh, administration. <laughs> and then on Marx, it literally is labeled socialism, and on Biden, it's labeled Joe Biden. <laughs> Uh, yes, Karl Marx, famous socialist. And on and on uh, and on uh, Marx's dick, it's labeled um, socialist, uh, you know, com- communist propaganda, and and it's implying that Joe Biden is 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 being fed communist propaganda by way of a Who visual metaphor of him having butt sex, Karl Marx having butt sex with him. I mean, who else is going to give us a card? I mean, that I'm I made that up right now on the spot, but doesn't it sound like it a hundred percent could be an actual? Ben Garrison cartoon, maybe not oh, that graphic, sure. but something similar, like uh, like Karl Marx sucking Joe Biden's toes. I don't know. Or like or like Karl Marx like spoon feeding Biden something, and Biden's like a giant baby. Right. No one else's political cartoons have as much uh, horribly just uh, just repressed, uh, depraved, like vile sexuality and sexual energy as Ben Garrison's. I mean, some of them are downright like pornographic <laughs> and, and, and it would be a real shame to, to lose those. But at the same time, he is a piece of shit and it would be very funny if he died. 
It would be. I mean, dude, I had never seen a picture of him before right now. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's the, like, he's, he's like, he's a, like a sickly skinny man in a cowboy hat. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a, a ghoul, a boomer ghoul. He has the same jowls that Mitch McConnell does. He, he's like, a, he's like a, uh, he's like a ghoul cowboy you find in a ghost town. <laughs> except <laughs> he's, out. except he's completely useless and all he does is draw shitty cartoons. You so, walk up uh, to him in like Fallout New Vegas and he's like, what do you want, smooth skin? Right, like, right. Are you going to give me a quest or something? He goes, no, all I do is draw pictures of the mayor of this town. He goes, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I have a just a last little sip of uh, margarita in my glass here. Mm. And so I raise this to you, Ben. Uh, live or die in this situation, I'm sure it'll be um, entertaining and funny regardless. So um, Live or die in this situation. If you live, please call us. Oh uh, yeah, please. We would we'll, love to have we'd you. We'd love show, to have right? you. We'll let oh you. We'll let you completely uninterrupted speak your mind uh, and and give you an honest interview. So uh, here's to you, Mr. Garrison. Cheers. An Amer- a real American hero. So, again, last episode of Conspiracy Month, and for that, I decided to pick, kind of bookending it here, we've kind of in the middle focused on, you know, using movies as a, as a bit of a guide, we've actually focused on real life uh, events and situations, um, even last episode where we talked about some sillier ones, um, but I decided, you know, we started with a fictional movie, kind of, that has, you know, elements of truth in it, and I decided to end with a fictional movie that has elements of truth in it as well. But, uh, so, and, but as well as that, this movie kind of is good, I felt, as a, as a conclusion for this month's theme, because it actually ties in a lot of the topics we've talked about this month, uh, conspiracy-wise. And uh, incorporates them into the plot. So I thought it would be a good little kind of Easter egg, uh, you know, kind of uh, wrap up. So today we are talking about the film Conspiracy Theory, aptly named uh, topic mm. uh, for a movie, aptly named movie for our topic. Austin, uh, do you know anything about this film? None. Nothing? Nothing. Do you have any ideas of what it may entail? Um, I feel like it's gonna combine, like, a lot of real conspiracy theories into, like, a fictionalized account of something like that. Well, I, I, that's, that's quite accurate. Uh, I do believe you're, that's basically restating what I just said a moment ago. Uh, so I'm not gonna give you all the credit, but I mean, you're not wrong. Um, yes, this is a movie about, uh, both conspiracies and theories uh i can confirm that um do you have any other guesses or or you have any questions for me about this or uh what do you want to know well you know i i i didn't prepare questions because i thought it was going to be like the rest of conspiracy month right well we've had a lot of dense information so that's fair but uh if you want i can just uh just tell you some some baseline info about this film um can i ask when it came out 
Sure. This is uh, putting aside the the nine eleven movie, which we talked about for all of five minutes on that episode. Uh, that's from like twenty sixteen, I think. Putting that aside, since it barely factored in, uh, this is the most recent film um, of the uh, films we've talked about this month. Uh, it is from nineteen ninety seven. Ooh, I was born that year. Well, this is this this one's dedicated to you, Austin. Aww. So what what else do you want to know? Um, any big names in it? Uh, yes, very much so. It's got oh in leading roles i'd say three very big names and those would be one mel gibson uh julia roberts and in a one of his rare villain roles of which i think he does a phenomenal job uh the one and only uh sir patrick stewart oh he plays Uh, a villain huh i believe it was pre-knighthood at this point though i could be wrong but i believe that wasn't until the 2000s sometime but yes uh so yeah quite quite big three names um obviously this is before uh mel gibson's kind of uh uh controversies and and his and his own sort of uh sort of uh less than uh, let's say less than charitable and uh quite uh offensive uh conspiracy theories in their own ways uh, but not the good kind or the correct kind, uh, anti-Semitic and whatnot. Uh, pre all of that, um, you know, kind of '90s big movie star Mel Gibson, of course, with oh, you yeah, know oh, yeah. Braveheart and and other films, Mad Max and all that. Right in the yeah that that is well coming off of the late '80s, um, and then Julia Roberts, you know, possibly one of the leading women of rom coms and and you know. In drama, in both in the '90s course, and now, so uh, I do just for that reason, and as the plot, as you'll see, I, I do somewhat. You know, I, I'd like I'd like to believe this counts as a rom com in a way, uh, even though it might not yeah. really fit what what is normally considered a rom com. But you know, I'll, I feel like it should fit in there. Um, do you want to know who directed it? I do. I do want to know who directed. Well, it. that's good because I'm going to tell you. Uh, this Thank is you. directed by. Um, you know, uh, quite a an, a an accomplished maker of crowd pleasing films uh, in Hollywood. Uh, no, uh, Richard Donner, um, who most people would know from the likes of directing, of course. You know the f- maybe putting. Uh, you know, I guess I, I I'm I'm assuming this came out after the Adam West Batman feature length movie. Um, but you know the first kind of serious. Uh, more serious, um, big-budget superhero movie, uh, Richard Donner, director of Superman, uh, starring, of course, um, I said starring, of course, and now I, uh, Michael uh, Michael Reeves. Um, you got it. And as well as films like uh, The Omen, of course, well-known okay. uh, evil devil child horror movie. Uh, the Love Goonies, uh, of course, uh, oh. a favorite of the 1980s and of course of now as its inspiration for the kind of stranger things type uh, films and shows we see now as well as of course what uh, possibly one of the best action series out there uh especially the first one uh director and creator of the lethal weapon series of films uh perhaps the best buddy cop film ever of course starring mel gibson as well so you know already had that relationship from the 80s with mel gibson going into making this film in the 90s 
so yeah, he he directed all four uh, Lethal Weapon films. Wow. Uh, sadly, I Not didn't. Re- fifth one though. Is there a fifth? I thought there were only four. Yeah, those, those kids in Philly did. Oh right, one. right, with the tasteful blackface, of course. Tasteful. Uh, tasteful, very tasteful. You know, and they switched the actor halfway through, even, and you don't even notice. It's you don't so, even notice. It's such You're a powerful so You don't even notice. Uh, I didn't know this, sadly. I, I don't remember it being talked about. Maybe I just missed it. Um, but uh, apparently he died uh, just this past July, um, this year, uh, July 5th. And I'm not sure if that was from COVID. Obviously, I mean, he was he had to be fairly old because he's been directing films since, you know, the, the mid to early 60s. Um, so, yeah, sadly passed away. I'm not sure the circumstances of which, but um, that's unfortunate. But, uh, of course, he left behind him a, a great legacy and a great career. Uh, that is definitely admirable. Um, and going into this film, Conspiracy Theory, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not entirely surprised that it is Richard Donner directing it because um, some of his movies have, in fact, had somewhat of a anti-establishment uh, theme to them prior such as, you know, Lethal Weapon, even though it is a buddy cop movie, uh, the bad guys in that movie are, like, ex-CIA mercenaries who are, uh, who have, like, re-banded um, uh, to basically be, like, a, you know, car- cartel uh, slash, you know, assassin, you know, crime syndicate. So, you know, obviously kind of doing the whole playing off of, you know, the uh, Iran-Contra situation and CIA drug running business and lethal weapons so um you know i'm not surprised that uh you know he he was game for directing a film about conspiracy theories uh well most of my fun facts i have about this film work better when i talk about them in context with the events of the film so uh unless you have any other questions uh are you ready to get into the film oh baby i'm ready to get right inside of this film all right, well... I'm ready to take this film to dinner, come home, drink some wine, and get inside of it. Well, let's do it. I kill spies. 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 So, Conspiracy Theory by Richard Donner. Yes. We open with uh, shots of New York City and specifically a taxi in New York City driving New around, uh, you know, picking up, cl- picking up uh, you know, uh, people needing rides and uh, ferrying them around the city. Okay. Uh, the man driving the cab, Mel Gibson, played by Mel Gibson, is uh, just chattering away at his uh, at his multiple numerous uh, customers over the course of his shift, talking about conspiracy theories ranging from uh, you know fluoride in the water being uh, you know um, suspect shit. yeah um, to uh, you know Oswald Lee Harvey Oswald being a patsy and some of the details of that case to uh, George Bush's uh, in <laughs> George Bush's famous. Uh, 
speech in which he says the phrase New World Order. Um, is that uh, a real thing? Yes, that is a real thing. George Bush okay. Sr. Uh, did have a speech in which he directly said the phrase New World Order. Um, oh, I love him. Among the many other things as well, uh, the character mentions how George Bush was, uh, as previously mentioned, uh, in the CIA, uh, later director of the CIA before being president. Um, funnily enough, uh, you know, just relating back to further themes of this, not only of Three Days of the Condor, but of the episode we did about it, uh, there are some shots of the World Trade Center thrown in in the background, which, you know, just oh, given the context of the film is uh, ironic. I, I did have a thought while watching uh, this opening scene that, um, you know, this is just kind of uh, the beauty of, uh, of kind of real, the real old school taxi system, because you, you're not going to get this kind of, uh, you're not going to get this kind of experience with a, with an Uber or a Lyft driver of, uh, of a guy just rambling about conspiracies while he drives you to your destination, because obviously he would get rated poor stars and lose his job, but uh Taxis, thankfully, uh, you know those guys are mostly unionized, so they can they can jabber away. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, according to behind the scene fact I read, uh, all of this dialogue at the beginning about conspiracy theories uh, was improvised by Mel Gibson, according to Richard Donner. So, um, you know, obviously, we we mentioned later on he would have some uh, less than accurate and uh, and appropriate. Um, conspiracy theories uh, of a more hateful nature, but uh, apparently Mel Gibson is is well versed in in conspiracies, both real and and and, and unreal. Uh, if if he ad libbed all of this, um, anyway, uh, while driving a man and talking about how uh, you know he just picked up a guy who was kissing his girlfriend, and he's like, oh, you know that 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 I can tell you got the look of love on you, and. Uh, he he mentions this weird thing about how he he calls the he calls the word Geronimo is like Mel Gibson character Jerry's like shorthand word for love, um, but anyway, uh, while stopped, uh, you know, at a light, uh, he sees a welder um, welding, you know, a nearby construction area, and the flashes of the of the uh, welding apparatus causes Jerry to suddenly kind of. Uh, zone out and and have flashbacks and get he's having kind of flashes of of images that he doesn't really know and and before he even realizes it uh the man in the back seat his passenger is screaming because jerry is driving into oncoming traffic almost in a daze uh he snaps out of it of course pulls over and and the guy runs out and jerry composes himself uh he then uh takes out a little pair of binoculars and is watching uh, a woman who he alluded to the man earlier about that being his love that he, he can't confess to uh, a woman in her apartment on the treadmill, a woman, you know, it seems to be someone he has this uh, obsession with uh, and he is uh, watching her and, and singing. He, he sinks his radio in the car up to the one, you know, the song that's playing up there to her, obviously on the same station and sings along with her. Um, the song being Can't Take My Eyes Off of You by Frankie Valli, The Four Seasons, which is a repeating motif in this film. Uh, apropos, nice, you know, nice. accurate title for a, a film about being watched and, uh, and, and conspiracy of uh, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Um, later, he drives by and picks up a bunch of newspapers from his uh, friend, wheelchair-bound friend who runs a newsstand. 
Um, meanwhile, uh, he gets back to, or not meanwhile, but, uh, after which he gets to his apartment, um, which he takes like, he, he takes like an intentionally, uh, ridiculous route in case anyone's following him, which seems to be like just a regular routine for him of like going up the fire escape and through the, like the, in the door on the roof of the building and down the stairs and, oh, you nice. know, being, being extra, uh, his, sure. his, his apartment as well, of course, as you would expect is uh, heavily secured multiple locks on the door he uh balances a glass bottle on the door handle of the inside of the door to uh you know obviously if the handle moves the glass the glass will fall and break uh he 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 had placed a toothpick on the uh up like edge of the outside of the door and you know he checked that it was there to make sure no one had been in and out um and uh you know, of course, he's got, uh, you know, your standard books and, and files and papers everywhere. Uh, as he walks in, we see him grab a book that he kind of, like, just instinctually grabs and, and likes to, like, hold, uh, which we'll come back to in a bit. Um, even his refrigerator has a padlock uh, keeping it locked. And then the individual, like, drink receptacles inside are also, like, metal, metal containers with combination locks on them. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, to prevent, I guess, uh, anyone from, from drugging or tampering with them uh, besides Jerry. So uh, we then see him begin to read and highlight and uh, clip out sections of, of, you know, basically all the major newspapers of which he picked up. And then he goes to work writing his conspiracy newsletter, um, uh, aptly named Conspiracy Theory. Uh, We cut, and the next day, the girl we saw Jerry watching um, earlier, played by Julia Roberts, uh, Alice, uh, is an employee of the Justice Department. And she's in her building at the Justice Department. And... uh, after you know the normal kind of talking we 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 learn as she talks to uh her boss it is brought up how uh she got into it because her father was murdered and uh it was it was basically an unsolved case uh remaining unsolved so that's what kind of drives her uh gary or jerry shows up uh at the building and kind of causes a ruckus because he doesn't have an appointment, but he wants to, he demands to be able to talk to her. And uh, even though they try to throw him out, she she says, no, no, let him in, it's fine, you know. And, and she kind of begrudgingly talks to him, it seeming to be kind of a uh, semi-regular thing of him kind of just showing up without an appointment wanting to talk to her, um, which he... he does because he wants to uh share his theories with her and 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 hopefully get her to act on them the one he specifically uh seems to want to tell her about is how he has correlated um a series of earth earthquakes happening every time the space shuttle um has launched and upcoming is uh another space shuttle launch and he predicts that because the president who is also going to be in turkey at that same time uh which is on a fault line that uh it is being planned in order to kill the president of oh course God. alice is uh you know kind of is you know gives him platitudes and uh you know kind of just tries to uh get him out of her hair uh meanwhile uh on on a on his taxi route uh Jerry notices how a water main is broken, which he even asked, uh, he pulls up and asks one of the construction workers, hey, don't these normally break in winter because of the pipes freezing and it's August, so, you know, what what gives? 
which the guy doesn't know. But uh, Jerry notices that uh, this water main broken is not only is it uh, right near a, a military building, but right by the broken water main, he, he suddenly sees two men enter a black SUV with government plates. Uh, which, you know, Jerry obviously s- believes are the feds. He, he follows them to the building they pull up to, which turns out to be a uh, part of uh, the criminal courts building, in which um, he even finds on the board of directory that there is a CIA office inside. Mm-hmm. Um, however, while he is uh, doing this, someone on the security camera has uh, has frozen the picture of his face and confirmed with someone off screen that uh, that's our target um you know send a team after him etc i did want to mention uh, it's a funny little detail he 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 constantly when he walks through a metal detectors in the film uh he is very afraid of it and and even is like uh cupping his balls with his hands almost as if you know afraid of the of the, of the <laughs> like you think detector. he's gonna become like steroids and right shit. right so later, uh, you know, while uh, leaving like a pizza place or a coffee shop or something, uh, he's suddenly um, a, a, a SUV pulls up and he's basically abducted, thrown inside by the men. Um, and, you know, they drive off with him and someone gets in his cab and drives it off um, before, uh, you know, he can't really do anything. And, and he's brought into a building, seemingly derelict building where he's strapped to a uh, wheelchair, uh, basically, you know, strapped in, taped down, uh, and is met by Patrick Stewart uh, playing the evil Dr. Jonas, uh, who has apparently been looking for him, which he tells him that much. And uh, he's... That's nice of him to tell him that. Right, well, he he, he begins interrogating Jerry, wanting to know uh, who he's talked to and and talked to things about, of which Jerry is... uh, of course, resistant and unwilling to tell. However, Patrick Stewart begins to torture him. He uh, basically tapes Jerry's eyelids open uh, so that then Fuck. he, he uh, then God. basically hits him with uh, rapid flashing multiple strobe lights and then also injects him with uh, what he refers to as gravy for the brain, which causes <laughs> Jerry to basically, you know, kind of start hallucinating and 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 seem to lose a lot of his mental faculties uh all of this starting to cause jerry once you know, again yeah we, we were talking about brain gravy earlier oh yeah we were that's true uh good connection austin um so uh you know jerry starts to have these uh f- kind of flashes we saw earlier um one of which being like smokestacks um and even starts hearing again the uh can't take my eyes off of you song by richie valley uh you know basically is hallucinating they're uh dunking him you know into water holding him underwater till he's almost about to drown and pulling him out but uh you know they basically can't get any information out of him until seeing a an opportunity uh jerry uh as Patrick Stewart like gets close to his face to like continue questioning him, Jerry bites onto Patrick Stewart's nose nice. and literally like ends up like pulling a chunk or, you know, pulling like a, a, a substantial like bite out of Patrick Stewart's nose, which uh, causes, Oh, and then also kicking Patrick Stewart in the balls, uh, causing him to uh, fall backwards into the big shelf of the strobe lights, uh, crashing them down. 
uh, Jerry kind of using his feet wheels himself still strapped into this wheelchair down the hall. Uh, kudos to Mel Gibson in this scene because he's absolutely like, uh, he, he, he's giving a wonderful performance as an absolutely like unhinged, you know, man on crazy <laughs> amount of, you know, psychotropic drugs. Uh, so he's freaking out. Uh, he, he basically tumbles down the stairs, uh, kicking a guy out the window in the process and also, you know, you know, causing the wheelchair to break, allowing him to get free. And we see as he runs out of the uh, building that it is in some way a functioning mental hospital, specifically the Geronimo Mental Hospital. And it's also right across the river from the smokestacks from his seeming, seeming flashbacks uh, he, he continued to have. So uh, next thing we know, George has shown up at the, the Justice Department building again and is demanding to talk to Alice as two cops try to restrain him. He, uh, he ends up stealing one of the cops' guns uh, and basically causes a, a, a standoff until Alex basically de-escalates de- de- it. Um, and, uh, you know, as he's, uh, as he's being arrested, um, she even notices the uh, kind of puncture wound that uh, incurred that uh, he got while escaping a piece of metal from like the wheelchair stabbed him in the abdomen on accident. Um, and so, uh, you know, she's concerned about him and she, you know, says to call an ambulance this whole time. Gary is kind of incoherently rambling about, you know, having bit a guy's nose and very much still seeming to be, you know, incoherent and not able to explain what just happened because he is still on the, uh, the drugs. Uh, so he's arrested and, uh, he, you know, he wakes up at the hospital and where he's handcuffed to the bed. Um, and, uh, you know, Alice comes in and, and talks to him, uh, mm-hmm. where Jerry basically begs her, uh, to switch his chart with the guy in the room across from him in this hospital room. Uh, I guess this is like the prison, ho- not prison hospital, but like room in the hospital where they've put people under arrest he he begs to her to switch his chart on the bed with that guys um so uh you know next morning uh alice arrives to the hospital and uh a body is being wheeled out of the room and she's like who is that and he's like oh it's uh that's uh jerry whatever you know it's crazy he uh he came in they even say he he like oh he came in for you know a stab wound and he died of a heart attack somehow uh <laughs> and and alice is told also you know can you come with us because uh we're taking this body downstairs it's like the fbi and the cia are down there and uh they want to talk to you as well and alice basically stalls for a second uh to go into the room first and talk to jerry who you know thanks her and is like for switching the charts which she denies but uh but he he thanks her for switching the charts you know basically implying that you know obviously he would have been the one to die uh if he if they hadn't it being not a real heart attack uh, some sort of assassination or a hit a drug right uh you know some sort of drug to cause it uh similar to our friend david ferry from the jfk conspiracy uh found dead of a heart attack um as well as many other people in conspiracy theories mysterious heart attacks um so, uh, you know, after talking to Jerry, uh, Alice goes downstairs to this big group of, of, of basically different uh, intelligence agency people, one of which is uh, a, 
introduced as Dr. Jonas, who is apparently a CIA psychologist, um, and who is there to a ide- CIA ecologist, right? Uh, he's there to identify the body to make sure that it's Jerry. Obviously, he takes a look at it. It's not him, which he says it isn't Jerry. Well, at the meantime, upstairs, uh, Jerry is able to escape from the hospital bed. Uh, not completely. He's still obviously in his hospital gown with nothing underneath, as well as uh, he's, a- he's able to break free from the bed, but the, uh, the railing that his hand was handcuffed to, he still has, so he's running around with the railing handcuffed <laughs> to him. I love um, this guy. And uh, he he does he did so by faking a heart attack, and I guess when they came over is when he somehow escaped. Uh, there's a big chase where they all chase him through the hospital, running around, um, and uh, you know he eventually escapes through a uh, laundry chute with the help of Alice, unbeknownst to the uh, different intelligence and CIA people. Uh, so while they continue to lock down the hospital and look for Jerry, who has, um, already, uh, begun, he was already, um, started to, um, escape from the building because he ends up in the laundry area. He puts on, you know, scrubs and, uh, ends up being able to sneak out of the building that way. While that's happening, Patrick Stewart kind of has a one-on-one with Alice, and he's asking a lot of questions, saying, you know, so Jerry was telling you about this earthquake theory, and, you know, how did you know him, you know, and all this stuff. We learn that Alice, uh, Jerry first showed up, and she's kind of humored him and continued to let him talk to her, because uh, a couple months prior, he had saved her from a mugging, um, uh, and uh, they, she also points out how uh, she notices Patrick Stewart has a ring from Harvard uh, for his mm. I, for his degree, and then of course you know that that relates to you know the how how many of uh, the top operators in our government and intelligence uh, agencies are uh, Ivy League alumni. Um, back upstairs, uh, they realize Alice re- Alice and the FBI agent this reoccurring fbi agent guy uh realized that uh or find that uh jerry's possessions he had on him when brought in are basically you know very scant uh you know keys lighter and then the only other thing is a copy paperback copy of catcher in the rye uh one of his uh, only possessions uh but before they can really look at it or anything the cia basically comes in and, and is you know we'll take all of this and they take it all uh however um, before uh, they leave the room, they realize that Jerry had scratched into the side table next to him the word Geronimo, of course, uh, relating back to the research hospital we, we, we or the, the psych uh, hospital we saw um, previously. Um, also, though, it, there is a brief shot with the room of this hospital room is room number 322, uh, which relates to geronimo as well kind of an easter egg in that 322 is the number address or the supposed number address of the famous yale secret society the skull and bones uh club uh wait that's a real thing isn't yes it? yes so this i i assume they put like the, some famous people that were like a part of like many famous people. people uh yeah. namely namely the the bushes 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people. It, actually, in the in the in in that opening segment where Ger- Jerry's talking to a bunch of people in the cab, talking about George Bush, he mentions how the Bushes were in the uh, in the in the Skull and Bones, and how uh, it's supposedly a tradition that the new recruits, you know, new members have to jack off in front of the old members, uh, which would mean that George W. Bush had to jack off in front of his father. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, also relating to Geronimo, just 10, you know, uh, an Easter egg, the room being 322 and then him having scratched Geronimo, it is also a, uh, you know, kind of speculation or popular myth or not myth, but a popular theory that, uh, that apparently the Skull and Bones Club have the head of the actual Native American chief Geronimo, uh, famous for standing up to, uh, fighting to the death against, uh, the american forces uh and that it's like also they do weird rituals like you know people have speculated at them jacking off in geronimo's skull and shit like that so uh, that's a funny egg they stuck in um and of course jerry having catcher in the rye is uh rings bells because of famously um what's his name uh mark john chapman mark david chapman the guy who shot uh john lennon uh, of course, yeah, seemed to Mark have David Chapman. Mark David Chapman had an obsession with Catcher in the Rye. That'll come back in a bit as well. Um, I, that 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 is the book that he grabbed. Jerry grabbed when entering his apartment, seemingly having to have it on him for some reason. Uh, so you know, leaving the hospital that later that night, uh, Allie gets into or Alice gets into her car, and uh, Jerry pops up from the back seat that he snuck into the car. Um, you know, after she is startled at first, you know, she says, okay, I'll, I'll get you out of here. Um, and, uh, while driving to j- drop Jerry off at his apartment or take Jerry to his apartment, Jerry says, uh, noted, you know, points out how they have an FBI tail, um, you know, oh. which, uh, they realize because, you know, they change lanes, the car change lanes. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually Alice just hits the brakes on the car causing the car to pull up it's the fbi guy we saw earlier who's just like you know uh you know sorry wasn't my choice they told me to follow you and you know basically gets him to gets him to leave um so uh jerry takes uh alice to his apartment where uh before going in he also um he he gifts he gifts alice his uh what i believe it was like chauffeur and limo driver union pin that he's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is really important to me, especially how well you were driving out there. Maybe you should consider changing uh, professions. So again, you know, uh, some 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 good uh, pro union uh, messaging here. Uh, this in fa- is specifically here in favor of uh, the taxi driver unions and whatnot. Um, so uh, he takes Alice into his apartment. Of course, she's you know kind of baffled by the the absurdity of it all and you know his his par- seeming paranoia and whatnot um there's a fun part where uh she's looking he shows her the his newsletter um of which he's like yeah i have uh five he said he, f- he only has five uh subscribers to uh, much like this podcast um <laughs> uh low readership low engagement um he and one of his articles in there in his newsletter that issue is uh talking about how uh oliver stone is uh connected to the bush family of which alice questions and i thought this was very funny it basically saying that uh jerry says that uh 
you know, Oliver Stone wouldn't have been able to make uh, JFK and uh, survive, basically, if he wasn't actually like a secret uh, operative of the intelligence community and specifically the Bush family, uh, which is which is that, that is a, that is a fun, clever little, you know, detail to bring up in this, uh, you know, because I mean, you know, it is given how, you know, pro conspiracy Kennedy conspiracy Oliver Stone's film is. Um, yeah, it is surprising he, he wasn't killed or something. So that's oh, a fun awesome. little uh, thing they bring up. Um, so uh, Jerry thinks that his newsletter is the cause of him being, uh, you know, tried to be kidnapped and attacked by the CIA. Um, he thinks, obviously, something he writ- wrote in it must have been some degree of truth, and that caused them to come after him. Um, while they're in the apartment, it's suddenly attacked. Um, they hear the bottle someone jiggles the handle the bottle falls from the door handle breaks uh alerting jerry just in time as a tear gas canister is fired from across the the street um adjacent building uh roof fired through the window uh begins to fill up the room other agents begin battering ram uh his heavily locked door uh grenades are start start being fired into the building uh jerry you know start you know, hurries Alice into his basically back uh, bedroom area along the way, seemingly lighting some sort of uh, little fuses all across the apartment, which up to this point seemed lined in tinfoil, you know, typical conspiracy thing of, oh, you know, trying to keep the radio signals out. We don't know, but it seemed lined in tinfoil, but now he's lighting uh, seemingly on this tinfoil wall covering some sort of fuse. Uh, they get into Jerry's bedroom area of which he pushes his, uh, his uh, bedside table up, revealing a trap door, which uh, they climb down into the apartment below. Uh, he cleverly has a thing that when when the trap door lid is closed, it like uh, is a pulley system where it pulls the ta- the bedside table like back on top of it, oh, uh, dude. buying him a little That's some extra smart. time of uh, of an, a secret escape route. So by the time the agents uh you know breach the apartment it is empty but also these fuses he lit seem to have uh ignited the entire apartment in flames and are burning all of his uh secret files and whatnot uh protecting them from from the hands of the uh cia yeah so um you know they escape uh you know we see some of this the cia and firefighters like surveying the apartment and the firefighter even points out, like, this guy had it, like, rigged perfectly to, like, you know, be able to escape. But also, like, uh, these the, he had lined the wall with some sort of, like, uh, you know, fire retardant type material. Basically making that one apartment, like, you know, uh, uh, an instant oven that wouldn't burn the rest of the building down. So that, like, in an emergency, he could just completely torch it and everything inside without, you know, burning the entire building down. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... Uh, you know, Alice takes Jerry to his, to her apartment and through one way or another, she basically realizes that, you know, all this time, as previously mentioned, Jerry has basically been, you know, stalking her in a way, watching her through her window at night. And, uh, you know, obviously she's upset about that and she, uh, she throws him out. Um, so Jerry is now, you know, kind of, uh, leaves the building, um, and is on the street. Um, uh, kind of, he, he, he explained to Alice when she was in his apartment that, uh, 
basically he had a compult he'd never even read catcher in the rye he because he, he had mu- he had like multiple copies of it in his apartment uh he just has this strange compulsion of like needing to buy catcher in the rye or like have it on him at all times and if he doesn't he has to go out and buy one uh for some reason just like this strange compulsion so once yeah. thrown out of alice's apartment what does jerry do but go to book barnes and noble and immediately buys a copy of catcher in the rye which somehow alerts the cia on a computer database and they immediately like dispatch a team to that barnes and noble location implying that uh for as we come to learn you know these uh these secret uh patsies or you know sleeper soldiers or whatever you want to call them like jerry uh you know and tying it into uh mark david chapman uh the the an obsession with catcher in the rye is an inbuilt cia like mechanism to be able to like detect where they are based on like book sales which is uh, another like fun you know you know, what if, uh, little, you know, tying conspiracies together thing. So, you know, they send a, they send a, uh, you know, basically hit team to, uh, to Jerry's location, including, uh, the, uh, of course, famous silent black helicopter, which Jerry had previously mentioned of, uh, a helicopter where the, the guys are flying and they go, all right, we're going silent and flip a switch, which basically somehow like cuts the, the, the noise of the rotors, which of course that's been, you know, a, a popular conspiracy theory of, uh, you know the government or cia having helicopters that are basically like silent and so uh, as jerry leaves the barnes and noble i i don't even know how that'd be fucking possible i, I mean hey you know i, I would I, yeah i i doubt it's actually possible because i don't think our uh they're not smart enough to figure it out uh you know given how shitty a lot of our equipment is and and how often it breaks down and kills the people that it's supposed to protect uh i mean don't get me wrong like the uh the SR-71 Blackbird, like the spy plane, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, that shit's a marvel of engineering. and. Um, but for every one of those, you have, like, the... I'm not... I can't remember which jet it is. It's one of the F-somethings. Literally, like, crashes if it's raining. Like, it, it, it can't take what? off in rain. What it's, like, a well-known documented thing that, like, this one plane is, like, a complete disaster. Or, like, shit like Humvees that basically became, like, you know uh roaming uh coffins for for soldiers in the middle east because of how easily they like you know trapped soldiers inside accidentally oh my god shit like that where you know there's plenty of times as well where the military is like made horribly ineffective shit so i I, yeah Yeah, it is a bit hard to believe um but anyway you know this uh this team basically descends on jerry uh which you know when he realizes they've basically spotted him he runs and hides in a nearby movie theater now, Austin, let me ask you: What is someone running from a from a book holding location to hiding in a movie theater uh, remind you of that we've talked about in the, the last assassination couple... of JFK? Right, Lee Harvey Oswald famously uh, left his job at the Book Depository Building and was then arrested uh, later that afternoon at a theater in Dallas. So I'm quite sure that is an intentional little nod to that um, in this film. I love. I know it doesn't mean shit, but I love that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald started in a in a book depository warehouse and was caught in a theater, and um, oh, died on John TV. Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. Uh, um, oh, was on a theater. Started in a theater and was caught in a warehouse. That's fun. I didn't think about that. What I just thought about was uh, 
it's funny Lee Harvey Oswald's thing that was almost like this weird progression of media because huh. he he was in a book building and then he got arrested in a theater and then like his uh, his assassination by Jack Ruby was caught on camera and then like subsequently shown on TV. Uh, so it's this weird like huh. books to movies to D- to D- TV thing even. Uh, that's a fun angle too. Uh, anyway, Jerry runs into this uh, theater and you know kind of budges his way through to like a middle seat. Uh, to kind of hide amongst the crowd. And then once there basically shouts, Oh my God, there's a bomb under my seat and causes, you know, a mass, uh, you know, uh, crowd of people to run out of the theater uh, among which he, he escapes. Um, The next day uh, we see Jerry kind of surveilling Alice's office from a coffee shop, which when, when he leaves, we see is titled new world coffee. And it's a, (laughs) it's a triangle with a coffee cup in the middle. No, Awesome. Which I didn't see any of, like, the trip, you know, IMDb or Wikipedia reference that, but, like, I thought that was a really cute, like, fun detail. I, I wish totally, that was a real coffee place. That would be, like, would a cons- totally open that. conspiracy-themed coffee restaurant. Yeah. When I'm a, when I'm a successful restaurateur, I'm going to open that. Mark that would be great. Like, you could, yeah, you could have the, like, uh, you could name, you know, the drinks after, you know, famous assassins and, and, and yeah. conspiracy things. Um, <laughs> have, like, the, like, different... Um, different levels of roast for the coffee right. named after like severities of theories. <laughs> yeah, like like have like the light roast be like um, call it like the fluoride roast because it's yeah. like it's not like you know whatever. And then like the dark roast is like nine eleven. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be great. No, that's a good idea. I'm I'm all for it. I'll back that. Uh, yeah. So uh, Jerry basically, or no, so he's watching. He's surveilling Alex across. Alice across the street from this coffee shop while Alice is basically told by her boss that uh, the CIA base wants her to drop the case, cut contact with Jerry. They're supposed to handle it from there. Um, Of which the CIA is even like monitoring um, the justice department offices and Alice's phone. As we see, they're sitting in a van out uh, black SUV outside listening. Um, Cause Alice, it has earlier, you know, while Jerry's apartment before the, escape and fire he had given her the list of five uh subscribers to his conspiracy theory letter because he was concerned about their safety and yeah, uh she started she in her office has started ca- she calls the first person on the list and is told you know by the person's wife oh this is his wife he died of a heart attack last night oh of course he did and so we see the cia listening in on this call um Jerry basically sends a secret message to her via a flower delivery with the little note. And in the little note on the flowers is, uh, you know, meet me on this corner and this corner. Um, and so, or she actually tell she tells her to get on a bus and right. And, uh, he would meet her on the bus. So, uh, while at the same time we see Jerry kind of like tying some sort of cable secretly to the back of the FBI van or, uh, SUV he spots. So when Alice gets on the bus, the FBI tries to, or the CIA tries to follow and their, their, their SUV ends up pulling like an entire fruit stand behind it. Uh, that, that it has been attached to it via this cable. So it's dragging like a metal fruit stand behind it down the street, of course, allowing um, Alice on the bus to uh, escape them. Uh, Jerry, Jerry meets her on the bus and, um, you know, they start talking. Uh, Alice says that four out of five of the newsletter uh, subscribers are dead. Uh, that she is, So four out of five are dead. Um, 
all from heart attacks and strokes. Mm, of course. Uh, and uh, so, you know, obviously they're, they're interested in, in getting to the last one who's still alive. Uh, or the, actually, they don't know. They haven't been able to, to, to locate him. Apparently, they find he had his mail forwarded to, to New York, so they're going to try to find him. Um, at the same time, Jerry begins uh, talking about how his, you know, his idea of, uh, of, of, you know, the reason be- the behind all of this conspiracy is basically the, the butting of heads between the two big groups, the rich and the military industrial complex, and how, you know, while they cooperate for conspiracy, they're also kind of like the two uh, factions of the deep state, so to speak kind of uh, with, with each with their own interests that sometimes overlap and sometimes butt heads. Um, Jerry explains as they go into the subway how uh, recently he believes, uh, you know, an instance of the military industrial complex killing a rich person is uh, one of the richest people was supposedly found drowned. Uh, but Jerry believes that it actually happened in the subway because it, the subway they're standing in the platform is right under that person's building. And that's exactly where the water leak, uh, that he saw the pipe burst happened. So he believes that was actually all a setup to drown this, uh, rich person, uh, guy for some reason. Um, but while on this platform, Jerry kind of, uh, awkwardly, basically ends up confessing his his love for alice which obviously you know she's kind of awkward and uncomfortable with and kind of you know tries to politely decline which you know makes jerry feel awkward so he kind of runs off on the subway uh meanwhile alice uh tracks down the address that the mail the the newsletter for this fifth person was forwarded to and it's that same criminal court building we saw earlier, which goes to the supposed address in the building of this uh, person. And it is, it is called, the, the sign on the door calls it the Global Fund for Mergers and Acquisitions, which if I've ever heard a, a, a fake shell company name, uh, it's that because uh, as she's taken to this Finch, who is supposed to be the guy, it turns out it's just Patrick Stewart, Dr. Jonas. Uh, oh, who, nice. so he is getting the newsletter further, you know, kind of solidifying that, uh, the newsletter is what tipped them off to Jerry or at least caused them to act against him. And so, uh, basically, you know, she, she presses Patrick Stewart's character and, and he, he, he seems to be, you know, decide to, to let her in and explain the situation and how he says he worked on MK Ultra in the 60s and 70s, uh, but how even after it officially ended, it was still you know being worked on by him and others. But how now he believes uh, someone in the private sector has uh, has gotten a hold of the technology and uh, is using it for nefarious means. And uh, you know, obviously, he basically connects uh, Jerry as one of these MK Ultra trained uh, assassins killers mind wash brain controlled by the government but now he's he's rogue and he even uh to alice you know says that he needs to stop find and you know not only to stop whoever has this technology but specifically get jerry and he uses it by you know showing this picture to alice that only that was missing from her father's wallet when he was killed and he says this picture you know where it was it was inside uh jerry's safe deposit box basically uh telling her that uh jerry killed her father of course turning her against him 
Right. So with all this in mind, Alice basically decides to cooperate with the CIA, uh, specifically wearing a wire uh, hidden in a pizza box. They, 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 uh, Jerry, Jerry sends a pizza to Alice's office and inside the pizza is a note that's like, meet me on this corner in this corner. And so the, the CIA rigged the pizza, like underneath the pizza is like a wire so they can monitor and also a tracking device. So Alice goes to meet Jerry holding this pizza. Cause he tells her to bring it with her, um, and gets in the car with Jerry. Jerry begins driving. Um, and, uh, you know, he notices that there's a tail on him. You know, Alice obviously doesn't want to tell him that, um, but Jerry ends up uh, caught by causing a big traffic thing. And then literally like on while on the like uh, Brooklyn Bridge or another bridge in New York, literally like hops the median and gets in like a, in a car kind of like uh, he basically switches cars via a car in the opposite direction and drives off the opposite direction to lose all of the tails as they're stuck in traffic behind his car that he just halted in the middle of a road um leaving the pizza behind of course so they can't hear and track him um this is the this is the as he's driving Allie in the car um seemingly off into off into some outside of the city ruler area uh, he he explains it. it's a great it's a great little bit where he's talking about how you know of course the the big uh, kind of trope is that all of these assassins and whatnot famous in history have three names or we we all know all three of their names and call them by that you know of course John Wilkes oh, yeah, Booth yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald uh, John David, David Mark David uh, yeah Mark David Chapman um, and etc. Alice brings up how oh well why do we only why is it only uh, why do we only know John Hinckley and uh, and he says well maybe because uh, he only uh, you know got a sh- took a shot at Reagan but he didn't kill Reagan um, so he <laughs> so so we didn't we didn't uh, learn his full name right of course uh, and so meanwhile they uh, Alice like covertly takes out her cell phone from her pocket and dials her office number. And uh, when it rings and, and it's nothing but like kind of car noise the at the office, the CIA is like, oh, that's that's her track this number. And so she she allows them to track them as they pull up to the horse farm owned formerly owned by uh, Alice's father. And uh, once inside, because Jerry, he doesn't really know why he's there, but he just he says it, it's it's where, you know, kind of his like subconscious is telling him to go. Um, Ali Alice confronts him and is like, did you kill my father? Uh, Jerry says at first he can't remember. And he says how he was, uh, he, he, after a moment though, he realizes and he kind of starts piecing it together. And he says he was programmed to kill Alice's father, uh, specifically at this, at this trial for this man he was uh, arresting or uh, trying um, in, in the courts because her father was a judge. Uh, but when, when he saw her father with her, and saw her it kind of like snapped him out of it um and 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 freed him from the mind control and which then um you know jerry apparently went to alice's father and and warned him that you know i was sent to kill you they're gonna the cia is after to kill you and he puts it he he apparently had put it together that uh the father was um the person he was trying uh, was basically a patsy, but uh, the father kind of had caught on to it and was going to like reopen the case and and retry it. And so obviously the CIA and Patrick Stewart had wanted 
uh, Alice's father dead. Um, and so uh, basically Jerry had become really close to uh, Alice's father, but was too late and he hadn't gotten there in time before it, he, you know, the day he was killed, he, Jerry wasn't there in time to stop it. And as the father laid there dying, he basically told Jerry to, you know, protect Alice at all costs, which kind of led to the, the, the subconscious uh, need Jerry had to, uh, you know, watch and, 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 and protect and, and basically involve himself in, in Alice's life. So with all of this, uh, you know, they, they kind of realize the, this, uh, you know, breakthrough and and put all the start putting all the pieces together alice realizes that uh you know jerry's actually the one you know being wronged here and 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 you know she actually uh, you know feels a lot for him and 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 feels really positively towards him uh at that same time we hear that the helicopters overhead and and she realizes oh god i i, I let them track us here you know the ca bursts in they take uh jerry and and stuff him in the helicopter Alice's boss, who was like in the helicopter, this department, Justice Department guy, they literally just like shoot him full of holes because like they they're tying up loose ends. Alice uh, runs off uh, as obviously they 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 take shots at her and try to kill her too because they don't need her out there uh, potentially you know being a loose end. However, though relating back to the whole thing of Jerry watching her run, uh, she's this like running freak who loves running on the treadmill every night. And so she's able to use her running powers to, to escape. Um, Jerry is taken, you know, kind of tied up back to this, uh, this, uh, uh, mental, uh, facility, abandoned part of it where he's tied up. He's again, injected with a serum, the brain gravy stuff, which Patrick Stewart says, will. uh, you know, help him, uh, you know, well, which will make him basically confess to murdering, um, you know, all the people who have been murdered thus far, you know, yeah. basically making Jerry, uh, the, the patsy of all of this. Meanwhile, Al- Alice goes back to that building where the secret, you know, global acquisitions, whatever company inside the building, uh, the CIA taking the FBI guys with her. But when they arrive there, it's completely emptied out. Like in, in in the course of a, in the course of a day, it's been completely just wiped off the wiped off the slate, um, and basically uh, at the same moment she she realizes and gets the jump on this FBI guy who's been involved the whole time uh, that he's not actually who he says he is, which which he does confirm. He doesn't say what, but he basically says uh, he says like if 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 all the intelligence agencies are a family i'm the weird uncle they forget to invite to the cookout which i don't really know what that means but basically like they imply that like there's some other government intelligence agency who's been specifically after this like rogue like branch of the cia that jonas is like leading you know connected to these sleeper soldiers in mk ultra and how they they have been following jerry to try to get to jonas and stop him and and this uh this this other deep state plot you know with patrick stewart and everything this organization of the cia and so alice basically is like okay i'm gonna i think i know where uh i'm gonna try to find clues i'm gonna go back to jerry's place and and find out if i figure out where they are i'll i'll call you guys in as backup i have to do this alone she goes back to jerry's place and realizes that um that uh this geronimo place she she puts it all together and realizes that it's this, uh, you know, 
mental hospital and so she goes there meanwhile on the news in the background we hear oh there's there's been an earthquake in turkey right after the president president air force one took off there was an earthquake in turkey uh you know going back to the jerry's earthquake conspiracy uh she she gets to this mental hospital pays off bribes the orderly to like uh, show her around show her all the male patients that had been uh you know admitted but uh she can't find jerry jerry's not there but uh, she she hears a singing uh as he's kind of like delirious through through a vent and and basically uh you know jerry's like i can see the smokestacks from here and she she basically deduces it's in this old uh shut down part of the building uh and, and goes into that uh she 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 makes her way to jerry who uh you know takes out the guards via um causing a causing a distraction even though he's tied up um and you know basically alice is able to go in and free him and and they have their big romantic uh moment where they where they kiss uh and however uh the fbi all right no as they right after their big moment of kissing jonas walks in and and of course it seems oh no all is lost he's he's trapped them but uh Alice had called the FBI when she got there and they, uh, the FBI, you know, in quotes, I don't know what service they're supposed to, some, the good guy agents, people burst in and, and, and start having a shootout with, uh, the CIA guys. Meanwhile, uh, Jerry and, and Patrick Stewart, Dr. Jonas, uh, start fighting, uh, and you know, they're grappling and fighting. Uh, he pushes, um, Patrick Stewart's character underwater, the place he was dunked uh, earlier in the movie, but Patrick Stewart uh, reaches and pulls out a, a revolver from a ankle holster and, nice. and shoots Jerry in, in the chest, uh, causing him to fall back. But then uh, Alice runs up holding a gun that, you know, had been knocked out of the hand earlier and, and just blasts him, blasts Patrick Stewart's character underwater full of holes, like a shit ton of holes. Like it was, it was a lot. Jesus. Um, so, you know, everything is, uh, she seems to save the day, but, uh, Jerry in her arms on the floor passes out and, uh, you know, an, a helicopter comes in and they airlift him out. We cut and it seems to be some time has passed and Allie is, uh, or I keep saying Allie, Alice st- is standing at, uh, at Jerry's grave, which appears to be, uh, in the Arlington cemetery. And she places his little, uh, cab driver union pin on it uh for him uh but while we cut and you know there's been this whole thing about how alice used to ride horses but she gave it up after her father died but she's she's riding a horse again and as she does a an uh, suv rolls by and rolls down the window jerry's inside of it and he watches her uh but inside it's uh it's the fbi guys and they're like you know as long as she thinks you, you're dead, uh, you know, they're not going to go after her. She's safe, uh, so you can't contact her. So, you know, Jerry's kind of sad about that, even though he's alive. Um, however, Alice secretly knows because on her horse, uh, Jerry had stuck the little cab driver union pin on it. And she sees it and is like, oh, obviously he's alive because I put this on his grave and now nice. it's here. So she, she kind of secretly knows. And Jerry and his, and his agent friends are in the car and they start singing Can't Take My Eyes Off of You uh as as we also see a black helicopter fly over them oh is it the cia still or we don't know uh roll credits oh and that's conspiracy theory dang that's a, just a theory 
A conspiracy, conspiracy theory. 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 Game conspiracy theory. A game in conspiracy theory round it. It's too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off you. that sound what do you think that's pretty cool yeah it's a i thought it was a it was you know a, a decent entertaining you know late 90s uh kind of action th- conspiracy thriller uh with with some fun nods to the kind of greater you know lore of uh of american you know conspiracy culture uh so to speak and and government conspiracy and whatnot yeah um you know, I, I, I enjoyed, like, you know, all those little Easter eggs, uh, you know, things like, you know, relating to Oswald and Catcher in the Rye and, all, you know, kind of all these fun details uh, and, and how it works it into its narrative and explains the uh, the kind of secret, you know, deep state purpose and meaning behind, you know, stuff like Catcher in the Rye and, you know, saying, oh, Oliver Stone's secretly a government asset and, you know, all this fun little details you know, all wrapped up in a in a in a, in a nice, just solid, uh, you know, not amazing or anything, but just you know, a decent, entertaining, enjoyable uh, thriller. Um, you know, uh, you know, it is, you know, it's it, it's a little disappointing that they that they, you know, kind of uh, Richard Donner kind of uh, caved in and did the whole oh well, you know, there are good guy, you know, the good guy agents help them though, you know, it's. Not all of the agency guys are bad, you know. There's this right. good one too, but you know, I mean, yeah, you know, it's not. I'm not that disappointed because you know this is a big budget Hollywood uh, action movie. So I mean, you know, I'm I'm not that surprised that you know they kind of did the concession. I mean, you know, yeah, of course, R- Richard I mean, Donner. It... Richard Donner wanted to live until 2021. He didn't want to get he didn't want to get iced for uh, making a movie where where just explicitly like all. Uh, of the government intelligence agencies are like clearly just the villain. So. Yeah, literally. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just a fun, fun movie with uh, fun little details thrown in. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, uh, like, it sounds entertaining as fuck. And I mean, uh, we didn't get a real chance to talk about it this month, uh, but uh, you know, I like how it brings in the whole, of course, uh, MK Ultra uh, situation, which you know, we—that's not even a theory at this point. It's like a confirmed thing we know yeah, through release documents, it. the Freedom of Information Act. Um, you know, we know some of it. We don't know the true extent, and we probably never will. Um, but of course, you know, that's in its own right a, a huge aspect of uh, you know what the the links the cia are willing to go to infringing on rights and uh you know basically using these people to the, it, its expense um and so you know i i just think it's overall clever how it basically weaves everything together 
to uh you know kind of make this narrative to explain you know to obviously like in real life all these conspiracies aren't this like neatly tied together in a in a satisfying way um but it, it, you know it's fun to see something that 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 does a decent job at kind of making it into a narrative uh you know for us yeah i was I mean, it sounds like i want to watch this like genuinely yeah. and, and again you know I, I i feel like it should be considered a julia roberts uh, rom-com you know it's got romance and it's <laughs> mel gibson's character is like legitimately like you know decently funny in parts of this movie like and intentionally so uh so you know i i feel like it should count as a rom-com it's just a rom-com with also action and conspiracy theories um, I, I was thinking right after I watched it the other night, though, given that this was made in 97, just, like, how impossible it would have been to make this movie, specifically, like, immediately so, after 9-11. Oh, God. Like, it, they really made this, they, you know, they had, they had about four year, uh, you know, uh, three or so years after this where it could have been made as well, but, like, you know... 2001 late you know september 2001 through 2007 even 2008 you know this would have this couldn't have happened and of course you no, know yeah richard donner by then was was getting up in age so you know it's good they squeak this in while they can because uh yeah certainly you know disbelief in the government and and especially for for a big budget action movie again it's very much like yeah all of these conspiracy theories are true and uh you know basically you know cases of you know evil government and power fucking over you know normal people and and i don't think that would have uh that would have flown after 9-11 yeah no i um just like all the planes that were grounded wouldn't have flown <laughs> wouldn't have flown baby yeah Ooh. So, uh, yeah, any any further thoughts about Conspiracy Theory? Um, I mean, I think it was a perfect movie to wrap up Conspiracy Month with. And, yeah, um, no, that's why that's why I saved it. Yeah. Yeah, like I was, I was, you know, you know, Peyton, you sure know how to put together a podcast. Hey, you. you know, it's a podcast, but you know, I'm trying to, you know, even though it's a, you know, just a nonfiction fun podcast thing, you know, I want it to kind of have a bit of a satisfying narrative feel to it. You know, at least thematically. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I try to plan it, or, you know, at least this month, especially given that it was a, a scheduled-themed thing that I really planned. So, yeah, that's the film conspiracy theory, and we'll just say some of our final thoughts on the general topic of this month we've had. Just a moment. And it stinks so bad The stone's been choking Drops in the room where the giant fire buffer works and the torture never stops. The torture never stops. Well, Austin, listeners at home, that that's it. Uh, that that wraps it up for September 2021. Uh, Conspiracy. Conspiracy month. Uh, I've certainly enjoyed it. I've gotten to kind of blend my love for you know, political you know, act you know political. I don't know what do you want to call it. Education and yeah. and specifically you know your classic you know all my favorite of anti imperialism and left wing and you know all that and history as well of course. Um, 
and also my love of movies, of course, as we've tied the majority of these episodes to 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 a movie in some way uh, into into kind of one month of uh, episodes. So I've certainly had a good time. I hope you have, Austin, as well. Oh, absolutely. This has been very entertaining. That's I'm, I, and again, I hope everyone at home listening or wherever you're listening to this in a car, in a bar, near, or maybe far. Uh, see what I did there? Rhyming. Oh, that was a that was a good rhyme, I'd I, say. But yeah, I hope everyone listening enjoyed it as well. Again, you know, this is it, I, I I would I I at least assume just given who I believe our audience to be. Most everyone listening is, you know, aware, if not more educated than I am on all these topics and are more listening to this for, for you know, the banter of us explaining them and or me explaining them to you uh, rather than, you know, being informed. So I don't think it's too big of a worry. But, you know, in the case this is your first exposure to some of these, uh, you know, conspiracy theories and, and political ideas and stuff, of course, don't take our word for it or use us as your primary source. Many of the episodes, especially, you know, JFK and, and the 9-11 one, I linked sources and information um, and, you know, just go after and, and, and read and learn stuff on your own. Um, heavily encourage that. And we hope you were entertained and, and at least had your interest sparked, hopefully, maybe by something this month. Uh, any final thoughts on the topic of conspiracy theories, Austin? Oh, I think they're they're really fun to to talk about. Um, well, they're fun to I, talk about, but when you when you really think about it, it's it it gets a bit com- depressing. Of man, they get away with so much terrible shit. Yeah, I think like that, and it's really easy to kind of get carried away, especially if it's like um like how do I want to say this? Like like it's easy to get carried away into like a mindset of everything's out to get you yeah pessimism yeah where you know it's not always the case even right. though our shit is pretty fucked yeah i mean you know obviously the majority of the stuff we've talked about is terrible people doing terrible things to to innocent other people uh and yeah that's terrible and there's certainly a lot of it in history especially of this country and even now of course it continues uh but you know you know the to a point, it doesn't, you know, being aware of this is important and being upset and angry and wanting to change it is important. But, you know, you, you don't want to let it, you know, you don't want to make it let you, make you give up because that's basically, you know, letting it win. So, you know, that's why, you know, it's important to, you know, that's why we make jokes about it. You want to try to fix shit. Right. You, and you, you, we make jokes about it, make light of it to, to ease that kind of. Uh, pain and, and fear of it and and also you let it inspire you to like you said yeah want to fix change things for the better learn more uh you know tell others that kind of stuff um yeah i mean i feel like the the theme this month with these conspiracies is uh you know government uh regardless of which party happens to be in power pretty much uh government and the intelligence agency uh exist to uh further their means and the means of uh, those in power and those with money uh, and they will step on and trample anyone in their way uh, to get what they want to the extent that uh, even those in power that you know JFK obviously the big example who get in their way or threaten it uh, are not right. safe either so you know just uh, you know be aware of that but also 
do your best to uh, stand up against it and, you know, do even the small things we can. And even just being aware is, is part of the battle because that's also, you know, the different, the disinformation and wanting to keep, you know, the, the, the masses uh, subdued is, is part of it as well. So even just learning about it is uh, fighting back in a way. Absolutely. Just being aware. So, yeah, we hope we have made you aware if you weren't already and inspired you to find out for yourself, look and research. Uh, and we've had a good time and we hope you have as well. And that's at the end of the day. That's Samore, baby. That's, that's Conspiracy that's Month. That's the showbiz, baby. That's the showbiz and that's Conspiracy Month. Uh and uh, uh please uh leave someone I, i'm saying this right now uh someone leave a someone needs to leave a review on apple Podcasts. a positive review only counts if it's a positive three star or more uh review on apple Podcasts. even if you use another service go on apple Podcasts, find our podcast leave a review uh because right now there's only two reviews one of which i wrote jokingly uh, and if someone has to leave a review or, uh, next week, um, on air live, Austin is going to say a racial slur. So unless I've you want it chambered, it's in my throat, unless right you now. want Austin to irrevocably cancel himself and, 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 and basically on record, uh, you know, say something that is going to ruin the rest of his life and career, uh, by, you know, getting him canceled please leave a review i don't want it to happen to austin but it, you know we i'm raising the stakes here so someone for the love of god leave a review or or austin will be forced to 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 do something terrible this is this is your moment to to make a stand if you're against racism leave a review to stop you, austin well and if you do if you do write a review um i'll uh i'll think about you next time i'm at the gym yeah, Austin will Austin will think of you as he's pumping weights. So yeah, someone please, for the love of God, leave a review, or else. Anyway, that's been Conspiracy Month. Conspiracy Month. Just saying that for one good old last time. Who knows? Maybe we'll do it again next year, or even sooner, or who knows what. Uh, but for now, we say goodbye to it. Of course, though, we'll be back as always next week, and until then. Uh, fight the good fight against the deep state and watch out for those silent helicopters. Oh god, it's right overhead. I haven't even seen it this whole time, but it's been there. Ah! Uh... You have the emergence in human society of this thing that's called the state. What is the state? The state is this organized bureaucracy. It is the police department. It is the army, the navy. It is the prison system, the courts, and what have you. This is the state. It is a repressive organization. But the state is here. Well, you know, you've got to have the police, because if there were no police, look at what you'd be doing to yourselves. You'd be killing each other if there were no police. But the reality is, the police become necessary in human society. Oh, I'm on the top, cop
hotel at the precinct, you know how we think. Organize the hood under our ching banners. Red, black, and green instead of gang bandanas. FBI spying on us through the radio antennas. And I'm hitting cameras in the street like watching society. With no respect for the people's right to privacy. I take a slug for the cause like Huey P. While all you fake niggas try to copy Master P. I want to be free to live, able to have what I need to live. Bring the power back to the street where the people live. We